everybody, Reed here. I just wanted to give a quick update before the show started. As we were recording and talking about our best 11 defenders, a conversation came up about Chad Marshall, and it, it bothered me after the show, and I went back and I found out that I had missed a part of his stats with the formula. So just so you know, Chad Marshall is actually uh, the number two all-scoring MLS fantasy defender of all time, regardless of what is said during the show. Enjoy. I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our week 15 suspension episode. I don't know. What is this? It's almost over. That's all that we care about. This episode is brought to you by the wonderful world of Disney MLS's back term and ESPN extravaganza. Uh, no, uh, actually, uh, this episode is brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the amazing supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider Patreon community. You guys are awesome. I am so looking forward forward to being back playing with you all um, beyond the, the little mini tournament we have but the actual fantasy game thank you so much for your continued support and at uh, the beginning of next month i'm going to have a special announcement for you all spoilers i'm your host reed Connolly from mlsfantasyboss.com and tonight i'm joined by my partners in fantasy michael denton and blaine riffle how are you guys doing i'm good thanks for joining guys thanks for you all for tuning in today uh we had a little a break in our schedule uh, as you know we've been going through the best mls fantasy 11s xis best teams of all time uh, from 2012 slash 13 through current depending on when we could get stats for and uh, we did each position we broke down each position based on our personal preferences and how we determined we thought a best should be well i've crunched the numbers we had a late start tonight because i was trying to get some of the numbers finalized and crunched it was it was a little bit harder than i thought it would be but now we're going to back up our best 11 with actual numbers and the fun thing tonight is michael and blaine do not know the numbers they've not seen the spreadsheet i've not shared anything with them ahead of time and so i'm going to let them guess what players they think which players who they think will be on uh the lists and then we i will announce uh who is who's there now i have lists for total score i have lists for points per game and i have lists for points per 90 for each position i will say that 2012 was left off of all these calculations because i just don't have accurate stats for all of the players at this position the other huge controversial thing that I have done is if a player was a midfielder and a forward, I tried to overlap them where I could when I could find them when I was doing this to, to give them credit for points because the majority of the largest point producing stats are going to carry over. Just mostly it's clean sheet bonuses with midfielders that are going to be weird. However, if a player was a defender moving to... A midfielder or a forward i did not change those over i split them because there's such a huge 
difference in bonus point generation and gold bonuses and, and everything there that I just did not think that was fair. So I'm sure in a few minutes we will get to one of the ones arguably the most controversial with that decision. But it was my decision to make, and I made it happily. Happily. So are you guys ready for this? I mean, I haven't seen the numbers, so no. Well, I guess that's fair. Uh, I, guess I, I am intentionally not ready for this. I'm intentionally <laughs> unprepared. Which was part of my preparation for this podcast. I guess I should I should have said, <laughs> "Are you excited for this? Are you excited about getting our our final fantasy eleven entry, our final episode here?" Yeah, I mean, I already told y'all what the best eleven was, but I mean, you know, if you want to cloud the information, cloud it with facts, fine. So we're going to do. And of course, last week we had the little break <laughs> between our series because uh, the MLS tournament is back on. MLS is back tournament, I guess is the official way to say that. And there's going to be a bracket game. Uh, there's no announcement about any more details after that. So keep checking back to the bracket side. It, I'm sure the more information is going to be coming out soon. Uh, this is starting back up on the 8th. So um, it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's, it's easing our way back into fantasy just as we're easing our way back into the season. Okay, fellas, here we go. I've got stats for goalkeepers in front of me right now. And uh, I'm going to have you guess. So who do you think... Uh, we'll, we'll just let it be fun. We'll do... Who do you think the top three are? But of course, with the fantasy roster rules, we can only have two goalkeepers. So the top two goalkeepers are the ones who are actually going to be on our final list but uh, we'll let you guess top three just for funsies are we doing uh per game or over the uh this will be total score yeah good point this will be be total score first yes all right so i'm going to guess romando is one Just kind of going through all the ones who have been yeah. there for a long time. Ramondo was my number one as well, just because of number of years he played. And he's been pretty good for all those years, too. You know, my number two, I'll just cut in front of Mike here. I think I'm going to go with uh, Luis Robles here. I think he's had mm, yeah. one of those long careers, Iron Man type. Um, it's kind of a toss-up, and Mike can take the other half of that Iron Man series or Iron Man position if he wants to. No, I, I, I think you're probably right. I was trying to figure out, like, I know there's another long-standing keeper, and it's probably um, Robles. Robles would be my guess, too. Uh, the only other one I was going to say that Mike didn't take then was Stephen Fry up in Seattle. He's had one of those long-ish careers. I don't remember exactly when he joined the league, so I don't know if he's had it, but he's been on a stellar defense every time he's been here. See, I'm, um, I'm thinking Fry is per 90, because I think he's only halfway through. And then I guess I've got to gotta give an honorable mention. I'll, I'll go with um, Fry, Robles, and Ramondo for mine. But I think Bill Hamid could easily slip into this list, too. I think he's been around long enough. And even though he had that year out, he was pretty lights out with D.C. for a while. But didn't he have two years out? We're starting. We're starting to consider guys, though. Besides Robles, I'm thinking everybody's missing a couple of years in here, though. I mean, if you if we're going to start missing three years, you can throw Amelia into the list too. But he only got like half of 2015. 
and then he's played on through, but he's had some, a couple of injuries as well. So when we start looking at games in that, I'm going to stick with my three I said, but I think Hamid could slip onto this list. All right, well, here you go. You guys have great instincts when it comes to this. So based on total score, we have Luis Robles as the number one fantasy keeper in the 3.0 generation, and then Nick Ramondo as our number two keeper. And number three is Stefan Fry right there uh, with... Now these are rough estimates from my calculations, but we have uh, 1,287 points for Robles, 1,126 points for Ramondo, and then 1,125 points for Fry. Uh, in fourth place is Sean Johnson with 1,033, and in fifth place is Bill Hamid with 1,018. Uh, inter interestingly enough as well, our top four all have over 20,000 minutes. So during this time, that's that's a lot. That's a lot right there. So you good job. Yeah. I was trying to think, I was like, when has John Johnson been in the league? But I also knew, like, even though he's been in the league for a while, he was with Chicago, and I don't think he was getting too many clean sheets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the, the Chicago bias there, I think, really tripped this up. Yeah. But I guess Chicago's defense was bad enough he was getting save points all the way through that, even if he wasn't keeping the clean sheets, which helped his average stay up higher. Yeah. So now we're going to move over to total points per game. Uh, only one year did I not already have the total points per game calculated, so I could just add it up. I had to do some math uh, with some rough estimates because of the way fantasy kept its its scores that year. So uh, these are pretty accurate, though. So, all right, total points per game, goalkeepers. Um, I think it'll be Melia 1, Fry 2. I'm going to be right about there, too. I think it's going to end up being Melia Fry, and uh, I, I think Amelia's new guy. Look, I, I'm debating on whether Andre Blake could rocket into this place. Um, smaller body of work, but he's had his really, really good games. And the other guy I know that just has an insane floor is Evan Bush. And I just I don't know if either one of those two have enough or if they're going to be dragged down by their weaker weaker games, less clean sheet chances. Per, per game, I'm, I'm also, I'll throw out Guzan maybe, because he's, he's got a ton of clean sheets in the short time he's been here. All right. Well, the actual results, number one with 41.6 points per game, Bill Hamid right there. Mm. Number two, 39.76, Nick Ramondo. And uh, number three, 38.19, Luis Robles. Uh, after that was Stefan Fry and Jeff Atanella. Uh, Tim Melia actually ranks down at 17th overall when we're looking at points per game. And the only reason I can assume that is because uh, early, in, in 13 and 14, Tim Melia had played 108 minutes, 180 minutes in 13 and got six points. Uh, then in 14, he played 79 minutes and got negative two points. Uh, otherwise, he uh, had some fairly average scores until more recently. But uh, I, I guess those early ones kind of hurt, I guess hurt his overall. I guess and some of the other guys just had amazing points. I mean, he still has. Uh, let me get so back to me. So those first two years off where he was a pool goalkeeper getting called up. 
And he still has th almost 31 points per game, so... Which is is pretty wild. His his total score is only eight hundred and eighty one points. So he's he's pretty far off of eight hundred eighty one. How many games played? I only have minutes. Total minutes I have is sixteen thousand two hundred and fifteen. Okay. Of course, so this is just I regular guess, seasons. I guess for our guesses, how are you doing your calculation here? Are you adding up their points per game? I did. It's it's probably not the most the most so scientific gonna, thing. That's gonna weight it. Yeah. To, very heavily to who's yeah. played longer. Yeah. Because Ramondo's got so many mm -hmm. seasons to add up. What if you just did points divided by minutes divided by 90? Like, do minutes divided by 90 to get your number of games, and then do that. What do the calculations change to really quick? Well, we're not going to do that real quick, because that's math and setup, <laughs> and we're just going to do with what I did this time. Now, if it makes you feel better, for points per 90, I did... Total points divided by total minutes played times 90. So that's, I did okay. the math for that one. But for points per game, I already had the numbers in a column, and I just okay. used used addition. It's, okay. it's crazy. The final chart that I'm putting out is going to be total score. So, okay, But uh, this is just for funsies. I was just assuming that uh, points per game would be over career, not added up season by season. Well, it, and it's, and it's not actually... Uh, right, right, and it's not... Uh, the total careers too because some of these guys have more but i don't have their 12 anyway blah 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 total points per 90 overall so here we go points per 90 who do you think well that's kind of what i gave you last time so i'll know yeah. for the next one i'm yeah, still same for me yeah i mean mealy is still my number one and points per 90 uh, no, Melia is higher. He is at ninth, but uh, number one is Vito Minone, uh, who came in just last season, but with five point five six points per ninety, with his with his one there. Um, number two is Brad Guzan with five point three nine points per ninety. I guess actually Melia is eighth, and then after that is Bill Hamid with five point two one. I I didn't do a lot of adjustments here, but Ryan Mira was actually number two, and he only had 450 minutes played and 27 points. So I was like, well, I'm going to throw him out. I'm not really going to count that. That's, that's not quite good enough. So I, I took a little bit more. But uh, so yeah, Vito Manone, Brad Guzan, and Bill Hamid once again getting into the list. So that's a keeper shape out. Let's move on to defenders. This one was wild. Defenders was a mess. There were so many defenders, and it's all absolutely ridiculous. And this was the last column that I got fixed up. So, okay, guys, once again, top scoring defenders. I need five positions this time. Um, if you want, you can only give me three, and then I'll tell you who all five were. But we have five positions in our fantasy roster, so if you want to throw out five names, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> and I think the fans yeah. would, too. Well... For the fans, I will throw out five. Okay. Um, Opara, Beasler, Hedges. Okay, maybe I maybe, maybe I hate the fans. Maybe we're just gonna see. <laughs> I was about to say Zussi, and then I remember that you took out the midfield. I did. I took. I took out that. Well, if you guys need to come together, like. To, to get your five, Blaine, who, who are your three? Maybe Mike can oh. steal some of those. You can steal some of his. Um, well, I had Beasler and Hedges as my one and two. Okay. And then I was going to throw Chad Marshall up there. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, just for longevity. Um, Opara may sneak in at five, but he had so many season-ending injuries throughout his career. His games are just way down. So I don't know if he's going to make that list. Um, Zimmerman's been around for a long time. I don't know if he's long enough to top this list. I know I'm missing somebody here. Um, I mean, as we look at it, uh, Sestinovic could easily break into this list too with just longevity and playing on a good team. See, I was thinking about Omar Gonzalez, but he's missed a few years. He missed Mexico. A... I think it's three years. So I don't think he can make it on this one. When did Lawrence Simon join the league? Has he been here long enough? I don't think so. He joined in like 15. I think he's only been here three years. And maybe one of the Red Bulls. Parker and Parker came over from Vancouver, but he played really well with Vancouver too. He was part of a solid Vancouver defense. I'm going to throw Parker on my list. Okay. That gives me four. What about Parkhurst? Okay. Some good yeah. names. Yeah. Some good he's names coming out here. Good. So... The most shocking name that I had on here, uh, number one highest scoring defender in this era, uh, Andrew Farrell. Oh, duh. Andrew yeah. Farrell. <laughs> over, oh, it's wow. It, it's over 9,000. Insert meme right there. 919 points is what he had. Over 900 points right there. So that's that blew me away. I was like, holy crap, but yeah, Andrew Farrell has been here forever, University of Louisville. And as um, soon as you say it, it makes perfect sense. It does, it does. He's, <laughs> he's, he's been here forever, and that's awesome. So Andrew Farrell is our top fantasy defender. Second, Matt Beasler, 868 points. Third, Matt Hedges, 834 points. After that, Stephen Betashore, 833 points. Mm. And wow. rounding out a cool fifth, Ike Opara right there so uh some lots of longevity guys here we've got uh mostly center backs going in there but nice to see beta shore in there he's moved around it makes sense with beta shore because he's moved around to a lot of those successful teams uh to get some good good points and he's been one of the top uh winger picks most of the years as well for what he can do so uh, good options right there now moving on to points per game i'll only ask you guys to do three for points per game score i'm going to ask you to do five but for points per game i'm going to I'm going to ask you to do. I'll, I'll, I'll go easy on you. So, points per game defenders. I think Hedges is number one. Maybe it's because we were talking about him before the show, but I think LGP is probably on this list. I think this goes by duration, Mike. I don't think he's going to be on there. Um, I'm actually going to say Opar is number one. Just the injury history. He missed so many games, and he's still in the top five on overall points. I think that's going to push him to the top here. Um, I wonder if that's going to help Betashore out a lot, too. I can see Betashore getting held by that, too. Yeah, um, I'm going to go Opara, Beta Short, and then I really think Hedges has got Beasler beat on the points per game. 
Where'd you come down, Mike? Um, trying to think on on my longevity if I want to. I guess I'll drop LGP. I'll probably be more of a per ninety guy. Um, I'll do Marshall. Hedges, I'll, Hedges number one. Um, Marshall. I don't want to say I'll say I'll, I'll throw in Parker's. Let's let's see how that works. Okay. Spice it up. So, number one, Connor Laid. 63.31 points per game, Connor Laid. Uh, he played over 7,200 minutes and scored 383 points, and so he comes up with the best points per game. Uh, again, this is Blaine's. Blaine doesn't like the points per game category here. Number two, Ike Para. So there we go right there. 40.72, so a big... Uh, a big dip after that. Another fairly big dip. Matt Beasler comes in with 32.35. Sorry. Stephen Betashore, 31.43. And then Walker Zimmerman with 31 even. So um, gets a little bit crazy. But yeah, Connor Laid, that was another fun, funny one for me because I don't think Connor Laid's ever worked out for me as a defender. Maybe I've gotten a lucky clean sheet from time to time, but most of the time, no. Not at all. He's just, he's always been that cheap guy to just throw in and maybe have him be a switcheroo. Is that fair? Yeah, no. Cameo rolls on a great defense. I mean, true. Easy to fly under the radar there. Very true. Very true. All right, points per 90. I've got LGP. I'll say Marshall. And I'll say Opara too. Okay. Yeah, I think LGP and Opara are one and two here. Um, number three is. Number three is tough. Um, And now I'm blanking on the name. I know who I want. I just got to find the name. I think he's on my fantasy team this year, too. Or a draft team, of all things. Uh, Columbus Wingback. I'm just I'm just blanking on the name. Uh, awful. Harrison Awful. Uh, okay, I was going to say, he, there's... I think he could slide in here. There's a, there's a couple of options there, if you wanted, if you wanted that one. Uh, all right, well, uh, here we go with this one. Number one, Ryan Hollingshead is number one, 6.2 points per game. Yeah, point, sorry, points per 90. Then Aaron Long, you guys were talking about New York coverage a little bit ago, 6.0 right there. Uh, and once again, Ike Opara makes the list, so uh, a monster of a defender. You're right, Blaine, even with missing missing time right there, Ike Opara. Uh, then let's see, what was that? Three. Number four is uh, another one that maybe we'll throw off. We'll see. Uh, Kyle Duncan, ninety-three points, fourteen hundred minutes. Uh, we could throw that one off if we want to. Uh, that does give us Chad Marshall. So he comes in here at at fourth or fifth, depending on how we're going to to do that one. And then uh, again, adjusting for some low points, Omar Gonzalez would be the fifth or sixth spot right there. LGP is is a few down. He's below Lala Sababakar, Aro, and then uh, LGP comes in there. 5.39 points per game. So they get they get pretty close. They get pretty close here. 
Yeah, defenders. That for me was one of the most surprising positions uh, was seeing the defenders because I just did not expect Andrew Farrell to come up here. And then having Connor laid right after that, I was like, I would have never, never thought that in my life. It sort of makes me sad that we didn't give more love to Andrew Farrell in some of our previous lists. Just even thinking back to him playing goalkeeper at one point. Like, the man's yeah. just done whatever he's been asked to do. Uh, and has clearly been a pretty steadily consistent fantasy point generator. Maybe maybe the award goes to Andrew Farrell as most underrated fantasy player. Yeah, definitely. Though he can be expensive at times. I think that was also an issue sometimes with Farrell was, was that he was consistent and so his price would go up. And seeing the raw numbers, I can I can only imagine just how good Opara would have been if he didn't have like four straight season ending injuries. Oh no doubt. No doubt. A beast for sure. Alright. Here we go. Midfield. This one was fun. I must say I enjoyed this one a lot. So I think you guys are gonna get the first name automatically no problems right there but give me your top five midfielders for fantasy based on total points total points um diego valeri is number one i don't even think you have to confirm that one i just that's pretty much <laughs> a given mls fact at this point and it's going to be a long time before anybody displaces valeri um The rest of the list gets tough because there's a lot of latecomers that had lights out years. But I know some of the long-term guys are going to slip into this list. Um, I don't know the order on it, but I'm going to say Zussi and Beckerman both get in this list. Uh, Beckerman's just played for so long and been decent for most of that. And Zussi was an all-star caliber midfielder while he was there. And if you're counting in defensive points, too, I mean, he's been, nope. been putting up enough numbers. Nope, not counting defensive points for Zussi. Because the bonus points, I mean, he's his defensive numbers are inflated so much with those clean sheet points. Yeah. Um. I'll throw out a name in here that I'm, I'm assuming is going to be on here. I'm going to say Benny Fellhaber, playing a long time as an attacking midfielder. Um, I, I can't imagine he, he isn't on this list. Um, <clears throat> some other names. Uh, Michael Bradley has played most of the time here. I know he misses a few seasons, but just durable and consistency. I'm assuming he'll probably eco on, maybe, maybe at the bottom. Um, I had one more name, then I forgot it. I'll throw out um, Stash will probably make this list. He was so good with Red Bulls. Yeah. Uh, he, I mean, he was so good, even though he's tailed off a little bit. I think his early numbers are going to keep him in and around this. The other one I'm wondering about is if Ozzy Alonso really has a shot to make this list or not. Just so long. I mean, this is where defensive guys can really shine because they play a whole lot longer they see they see constant action they don't get rotated as much they a little less boom or bust they can they, they put those up those fours and fives and if you're putting up a five every game 
you may have a attacking midfielder. There's there's better guys in the league now, but back in the day, you had your few really big superstars, but your defensive midfielders were going to win out on average points for a season. And if you put that many seasons together, you're going to be pretty high up this list. Is that it? Are those your are those your final are those your final guesses? Mike Huru oh, Piotti has to be up there too. He's been around oh. the whole time. He he's been around yeah. almost the whole time. Yeah. All and right. Yep. Struggling for guys that have been here long enough. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think uh you guys got some good names up there. You definitely have uh some good names. So, number one, total score, best fantasy midfielders of all time, 2013 through 2019. Uh, we have Diego Valeri, of course, 1,347 fantasy points during that time. Uh, made the top ten all but one year, and that was the year that he was out, injured. So, uh, a beast of a fantasy player, 16,000 minutes played as well so over 16,000 minutes played so 1,347 points Diego Valeri easily number one number two 1,121 points Benny Failhaber yep the uh, longevity definitely plays a big factor here which makes sense that it also plays a factor to points per game as well for the successful players uh, number three a name that I did not hear either of you guys mention Lee Wynn 1,105 mm. points. Yeah, Lee Wynn had a lot of success with New England early on. Decent success uh, with LAFC, at least initially. But, uh, but yep, number three overall right here. After that, Frederico Higuain, another name. He did come in. I did add in his forward numbers from early on. I think the first three years might have been forward um, because those overlap fairly fairly easily 1011 points right there and then number five and uh i think i think benny bridges the gap for this category of a midfielder but number five is dax mccarty 998 points representing our defensive midfielders that's why i said benny kind of bridges that gap playing some defense some offense so he he sort of gets in there but uh Dax McCarty solidly um, our our number five player right there. You mentioned Piotti, and uh, Piotti comes in at let's see here. He had uh, I might have missed some. He comes in at fifteenth. So unless I miss some of his points, he comes in at at fifteen right there. He falls in behind people like Will Trapp and Ethan Finley. Uh, Diego Fagundes. Did come to the league? Uh, maybe, maybe I missed something for him. Let me. I can do a quick check right here. So I've got... He wasn't in 19. 18. Wait, 17, wait. 16. Piotti won in 19. Did I, not, I didn't have a 19. I may have overlooked it. He played, he played 14 to 19, so he should only be missing one year out of stats. But we can do a quick check. Like I said, this... By yeah, the time I got to, uh, and he missed a lot of nineteen, but he may have just been too far down. I may have overlooked him. By the time I got to to midfielders, two thousand nineteen, my eyes were really starting to cross. Uh, when I go, oh, there he is. 
There's Piotti. 45 more points for Piotti. Okay, let's let's bring him up to the top of this list right here. Don't want to... Okay, let's add... Fuzzy math going on. Or fuzzy math. Well, we'll check the other ones. We'll check the other ones. This was this was a huge project. What are you talking about? 689 plus 45. Recount. Recount. We're doing it. We got the recount going. We can do it a lot faster than, than they did in Iowa. Let's see here. We got we got Piatti. Okay, let's run back. See about this blank. Gosh, they were I totally forgot about the Iowa. That was this year. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. 13, 14, 15 for Piatti. 14, 15. The, the most fun. Yeah, I don't know how I missed that one. That's a solid 150 points right there. Uh, the most fun part about doing this was seeing a lot of these old names. And... Uh, like Sebastian Latou and people like that. So that was that was fun to see a lot of these older names be like, I remember that. Okay, he's coming up really quick here. 884. He's jumping up. He's over Ethan Finlay now. Okay, Piotti. 2014 Piotti. Go. Only 39 points in 14, so not many right there. And then uh, one more check just to be sure. Yep, that was the last one right there. So our modified score for Piotti. My fault, everybody, for missing that one. Makes him sixth. Just shy of Dax McCarty. But over Sasha Question. Uh, Inacio Piatti, 923 points, uh, makes him number six on this list under Dax. Uh, Sasha Kleschen, 858. Kyle Beckerman, 800. So a uh, couple of bad years for Sasha. Get lumped in there when he went down to Orlando yeah. and everything. So yeah. some of the, the bumps in there. But uh, Michael Bradley comes in after Kyle Beckerman. So definitely, definitely defensive midfielders show better in some of these overall scores because of their consistent points right there. So... Um, yeah, consistent like, points, and a lot of them stay in the league and have been here. For a long time. Yeah, like you see, Miguel Almiron is is in the 20s. So, uh, And I did – so there were some players that I didn't capture um, if I just knew they weren't going to be in these this top top five, six kind of area. So there were some players, especially early on, like like Sebastian Latouz and people like that, uh, Landon Donovans, I didn't capture some of these people so because I knew they weren't going to be in these in these higher levels. So some of these guys may be slightly different. I did get Javier Morales because he was he was such a beast, uh, over 700 points right there. But um, I feel pretty good so, about the, the higher higher levels. So, Mike, we can feel pretty good. We, we listed off all the guys pretty much in the right order, got all the big names, except for the few we just absolutely missed. Yeah. Right, except for the ones you didn't get, you got them all. Yeah. All right, let's move on to points per game. Uh, let's see here. I don't know how to fix that. I can fix that for Piotti, I guess, real quick, while you're telling me who your guesses are. Points per game. Hmm. Do, 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 do. I think Lee Wynn goes higher on this list because he missed some 
I don't think he was here at the very beginning of 3.0, plus he didn't play every game for LA, which may bump his average up. Uh, defensive midfielder should fall off. Um, Yachty should be high on this. I think, I'm, I'm trying to think about Benny Fellhaber, because Benny, Benny would get rotated a bunch. I think, I think, I think Benny will keep his top five spot, but I don't know that he no. moves up. No, I, I don't think he moves up. I, yeah, I think I think Piotti comes up into here, though. Yeah. I mean, Valeri should still be number yeah, one. Yeah, Valeri should still be number one. Okay, so this is... Uh, Lee Wynn benefits... Benny, Piotti, Valeri, who's a fifth one, Mike? So Landed wouldn't have played enough to get in here. Did Sasha sit enough at Orlando <laughs> to really boost his average into the top five, or his points per game into the top five? He started taking no scores or zero scores every week when he stopped playing every week. Yeah, I'm not sure he stopped playing. I, mean, I think he was on the field. See, I didn't pay enough attention to. I mean, I'm I'm fine with throwing him out as our fifth. Uh, yeah, we, we haven't had <clears throat> as far as longevity goes. I mean. Bradley's been way up there, and Bradley missed a few years. He missed at least 13, and I don't know if he came in in 14 or 15. Because he's hovering just outside the top five, but you take out an entire year's worth, his points per game is going to go up. So... <clears throat> I think one year he came. I know it wasn't 2013 because he played in the All-Star game for Roma in Kansas City because I was there. Um, so at, at the very earliest, 14. And I'm not sure if he signed in 14 or 15. Because he came in at the same time. It would have had to be 14, right? Because <clears throat> Giovinco comes in in 15? That's, okay, that may be right. Or did they spend all at once? Did they get Josie Bradley and Giovinco all at the same time? No, it was Josie, Bradley, and... Uh, they had that year with Jermaine Defoe. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Jermaine <laughs> Defoe. Okay, so... And then Jermaine Defoe doesn't work, and then they signed Giovinco. He came in... Did he come in halfway through 14? Did he come in after Roma finished their season in 14 and after the World Cup? I think he was a post-World Cup return. Are you guys ready for the numbers? Yeah, so I'll, yeah. I'll say Bradley's my num my fifth one in there. <clears throat> All right, so number one, we have Diego Valeri, of course, 40.72 points per game. Next, we have Frederico Higuain, 34.58 points per game. Uh, I think a lot of that was helped early on by uh, getting some of those passing and assist numbers that he had as a forward. Uh, then number three, Piotti, comes in 31.82 points per game right there then Dax McCarty 
31.52 points per game. So even defensive midfielders holding tough. And then final in our top five, Benny Failhopper, 30.04 points per game. After that, Lee Wynn, Kyle Beckerman, Graham Zusi gets a little bit high up there. Uh, some of those names, Sasha Kleschen further down, Michael Bradley below Sasha. So definitely oh. some drop-off right there. Uh, Bradley only 21.27 points per game. He has he's had a lot of dud seasons. That definitely more of a leadership guy than necessarily a fantasy points production guy. Okay, and finally, total points per ninety. Who do you guys think? This is I guess view do you guys view this as the great equalizer? Points per ninety is probably my second favorite stat when comparing players. What's your favorite stat? Goals plus uh, points per uh, points per ninety per dollar. Points per ninety per dollar. Okay, well that is not. That's part very of tailored to MLS fantasy. Yes, though. yes, it is. It is. So I'm gonna assume that per ninety number one is Almiron. Number two, Ladero. Three, Valeri. Blank, you wanna jump in on this? Yeah, I scared. think scared. Kind of in that order. Um, Mike's probably not going to say it because it's his own team, but I would put Maxi Morales up there in the top five. Just and um, see, Maxi, his last season would get him in the top five. I'm trying. The, the first season was had him in draft. The good. first season, wasn't he was solid. That's amazing. Yeah, well, that's the thing. He's solid and then amazing. <laughs> and that that puts you up there because you're t- you're talking a, a smaller sample size here. Um, I'm I'm wondering if a guy like Atuesta, who's only had really one or two seasons, but played at that consistent high level, will make it. I think Atuesta could slip in here. Okay. Well, Morales came in in 2017. Correct, Mike. That's yes. That sounds right. <laughs> I was gonna say. Been here three years. Is yeah. It, yeah, I guess so. I think so. That's that's what I have with my stats. So, yeah, low low first stats. Uh, so good. Blame is back. Number one overall, eight point nineteen points per ninety. Nico Ladero, right there, eight point nineteen. Oh. Right behind him, eight point fifteen. So I can see how this would be a close toss up. Miguel Almiron, right there, uh, number one and two. Number three. Alejandro Pozuelo, a name that was not mentioned. Uh, yeah, he has some some great production right there. 7.95 points per game. Point ninety per 90. Number four, our favorite, second favorite, or maybe third favorite name to say in MLS Fantasy Insider, Carles Heel. 7.76 points per 90. And number five, Maxi Morales. So, yeah, that first year didn't do great, but uh, having two back-to-back years of over 200 points definitely helped his his points per 90 right there. Um, Maxi Morales, I will also say, is the second highest minutes played in this top five. Uh, Nico Ladero has 78, almost 7,900 minutes played, and then uh, Maxi has 7,773 by my calculations. Of course, this doesn't have any... any um, 
tournaments he, or anything like that. So this is just what I've recorded from the game. Yeah, Carlos so, yeah. Heel being in there makes too much sense. Lots of good that, production. One season, one and a half seasons there. Uh, something. Let's see here. Uh, Carlos Heel. Pretty much this just. This, that's just one season. That's just 2018. Yeah. Right there. Uh, so let's see. I think Carles Heel, probably our third favorite name. Number two, uh, David Villa, I think, is probably our second favorite name. And then that leaves leaves Axel. Or Axel is our favorite name to say? Or would it be Madunian? Uh Axel's our favorite one to say. Yes. Uh, no, no, Axel. Axel, yeah. Hoberry. That's our favorite name. Yeah, I mean, Axel Hoberry, we went whole season picking him and saying his name just to say his name that's that's correct i mean we and we like and david villa is just how we like to jokingly maybe madunian is is the actual second favorite one to say but there we go all right let's move on to forwards this was such a a difficult choice for you guys to make whenever you actually had to uh pick your personal favorites uh is it going to be any easier Picking your your top forwards right now. You only have to give me three because that's all that our yeah. that our roster allows number for. Number one is Wanda. Okay. For, I think we agonized over it enough that I think we can do it. <laughs> you've come you've come to terms with it now. Okay. Yeah. Um, my number one, I think I'm still going to say with this Bradley Wright Phillips. Wanda was yeah, good. He's going to doing too. Yeah, Wanda was good, but Bradley Wright Phillips did it for did it better longer um maybe, maybe, i'm trying to think maybe, maybe over this part you you might be right yeah wanda wanda was a between 10 to 15 goal a season guy for most of his career i mean guaranteed 10 goals a season through mls 3.0 for the most part but I don't even, he's got a few 20 seasons in here he's got a couple but bradley wright phillips had just set the record for goals scored over a three-year span um, I think he had a 27 and a 28 in that set each. So I, that more than makes up for the couple of 20s Wando had and then some. Um, number three, I'm just going to – I'm going to go a little homer because I think it's the way Wando <laughs> breaks. I think Dom Dwyer is going to get in here for long term. Over that three-year span that Bradley Wright Phillips set the most goals in a three-year set, Dwyer was right behind him. The only other one that might knock knock him out for like longevity is Kai Kamara. He's only missing one year in here. I think I would put the edge in for Kai. And that and that may be the case. I just longevity here is where it comes down to it, and I think. I know we're probably missing somebody else, but Robbie Keane's career ended at a point where I don't think he's going to bridge the gap. I don't, I don't think I don't think Josie's Josie has enough years maybe to get in this conversation, but I don't know with the injuries if that's taken out. I mean, unless you think Giovinco coming in two years off because we only got thirteen fourteen stats. Now Gio does. Uh... Have he's got seven? Oh, he's got eighteen. He's got seventeen. He's got sixteen, and he's got fifteen. Because he was a midfielder 
for a year or two, or at least one year he was a midfielder, and I did count those points. Uh, but Geo Geo has four years of stats. I mean, four years of Geo when we're talking about a really what's only a six-year stretch, thirteen through nineteen. Seven seasons. years. Seven years. Well, you're not counting the twelve season. Thirteen through nineteen seasons is all we've got full stats on. Seven years. Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Okay. Okay. Um, For those of you listening to us, you should check YouTube at this point and just see me doing some weird counting. I was on doing screen. it on the table because I didn't want to do it in front of the camera. Um, <laughs> I was doing one, it below the desk. <laughs> two, three. I use my pinky for three, and it throws people off. Yeah, it kind of bothered me a lot. I'm, and it bothered Mike. It bothered Mike. All right. Are you just, do you just want me to um, let you know? Mike, do you think Geo makes it in here with just four years? Four of seven? I'm going to say he does. All right. Number one, with a score of 1,007 points, Chris Wondolowski. I think uh, we all knew that one right there. Number two, 982 points, Bradley Wright Phillips. Number three with 898 points, Sebastian Javinko right there. Uh, so yeah, that he had that one year of sub 200. Every other year, though, was above 200. So that was, that was great stuff for him. Uh, number four, Kai Kamara, 876 points. So you're right there on point, Blaine. Uh, Kai's longevity helped him a lot. After that, uh, David Villa, 833 points. Uh, Dom Dwyer, 813. And then uh, Maximiliano Urudi is there, 775 points. He's been in the league a lot longer than I remember him being in the league when I was going back through. Uh, and then CJ Sapong, also a long time right here. And then Robbie Keane, right there, sort of. I think he's ninth. Wow, yeah, I'm Robbie Keane. Robbie Keane is ninth, and Joseph Martinez is tenth. Yeah, I mean, Robbie Keane, I told you, like, we had this discussion back in the day. Robbie Keane had four seasons with us right here, and he was an absolute beast during that time. So um, No, and that's why I kept him in my in my forwards conversation all the way throughout, because he was just so strong so early. It's just yeah. he got cut off. Imagine if he had played his entire career in 3.0. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Uh, so there we go. We have our best 11, which I'll go through once we finish this, and then I'll tell you who is on the field and who is on the subs. So uh, let's move over now to uh, total points per game. So I'll say BWP should win this one. Because I think Wando's going to have a lot of goals just in sub-performances. Yeah. Um, I would say Juvinko, if he was able to make it on the first list, he should definitely make it on this. Giovinco should be number one. And then I'm going to say David Villa, based on what you just told me. He's, right. he's on the list. Because, I mean, he, he was pretty solid throughout his... And see, I'll go. Yeah, because points for games weighted a little bit more. I think you're going to be right with David Villa, but I think Joseph Martinez might be able to clip him right here.
Okay, so number one points per game. We have Chris Wondolowski, 30.55. Number two, Maximiliano Urruti with 29.98. And then uh, with 28.50, Bradley Wright Phillips. And after that, we have Kai Kamara, Dom Dwyer, and then Sebastian Javico and David Villa. So it gets it's pretty tight. Reed's calculations heavily weight towards number of years played. Yes. My, which is fair. My calculations yes. heavily weight that way. Uh, so, yeah, there we have uh, we have that one for you. So this is, let's see here. What did I do right there? Those are games. And then I'm doing Blaine's. I think I did your. So we've got uh, points per game. No, that's not right at all. All right, I was trying to do some extra quick math. This is why I didn't do it first time, Blame, because I didn't do it right, because I was trying to do it quick. So moving mm -hmm. on, total points per 90. Who do you think wins this one? It's the age-old debate. Is it Giovinco or is it Bella? I think it's Bella, Giovinco, Martinez. And I'm, yeah, and I'm torn. Giovinco's got the assist. I think Vela's number one. Um, I think G, Giovinco's got the assists and everything, but Martinez just that goals per that goals per ninety average that he has is just insane. I don't know if that's enough to bypass Giovinco. I don't know, and I'm not sure he ever eclipsed the numbers. Oh, so tough. Just to be so different, the problem I'll say, with, I'll yeah, say Martinez I mean, and then Giovinco. Just Jamar doesn't have the assists or anything else. It's pretty much just sheer number of goals, which, I mean, it's astounding. But Giovinco got the passing stats. He's got um, double-digit assists in pretty much every season he's in. So. so the advantages that these players have, just so you guys know, uh, for compared to Joseph Martinez. Carlos Vela has played almost 2,000 fewer minutes than Joseph Martinez for how that's played. And then while Sebastian Javinko has played almost 2,600 more minutes than Joseph Martinez, he's also scored almost 250 more points than Joseph. So number one with a total points per 90 of 10.84, Carlos Vela. Number two, with a total points per 90 of 9.34, and uh, I'm, I'm shocked we didn't even hear this name, but uh, Zlatan is number two for mm. total points per 90. Uh, he has, has 4,753 minutes played and uh, 493 points, so he was putting up the numbers. And then number three is Sebastian Javinko, 8.4. Uh, following him is Joseph Martinez with 8.3. So uh, very close right there. After that, Bear is uh, is mm. number five. So there you go. And then David Villa. Those are very close, 7.8 and 7.4 or 7.7. .7. So very close. Bear is actually only uh, – oh, no, sorry. I read that wrong. I thought he was just a, a little bit behind Martinez, but he's got a good, he's got a good lead on him. So, yeah, that's where we fall right there. It was uh, – this was this was an interesting one, for sure, for sure. Um, 
think I might have left a little bit off for Darwin Quintero because I know he played around at some different positions. Um, but he just doesn't have the points to really crack up any any higher. But uh, yeah, that was fun. So now our our final our final thing. Any big surprises in forwards before we move on? I still think defenders had the biggest shocks for us. It's it shouldn't be a surprise that Zlatan's up there for points per ninety. Um, but I still don't feel bad about leaving him out of my forwards list. All right, here we go. Our our best 18. Here are the 18 players we had to choose from. We have uh, Robles and Ramondo back in goal. We have Farrell, Beasler, Hedges, Betashore, and Opara on our defensive line. We have Valeri, Failhaber, Wynn, Higuain, McCarty as our midfielder options. And then Wondolowski, Bradley Wright-Phillips, and Sebastian Javinko are our forwards. So with this 18, the best 11 fantasy of all time for MLS Fantasy version 3.0, as defined by us, is a 3-5-2 formation uh, with Robles in the back, Farrell, Beasler, and Hedges right there in the middle. Then uh, Valeri, Fellhaber, Wynn, Higuain, and McCarty, everybody right there. And then up top, Wando and BWP. Uh, Javinko actually does not make our team uh, because he has fewer points than all of our midfielders and a fewer points than Bradley Wright Phillips. So while he does score better than our defenders, we can't have two defenders. So sorry, that's just uh, so basically a 2014 MLS All-Star team. <laughs> yeah. players. That's uh that's kind of what it what it uh kind of what it looks like. So yeah, this was uh this was pretty fun. So yeah, that's it. Uh, I'll make up a graphic of that and post it on there. I'll also work up. I've got the notes from our previous conversations for uh, what Mike and Blaine and myself had mentioned. So I'll try to get some of these graphics put up there. But that is the best eleven for fantasy. Um, this has been fun. Did you guys enjoy this little distraction as we're leading up into MLS's back? Yeah, it was a good little yeah. exercise. I really good little do mental miss exercise. I'm so kind of mad Patrick Mullins didn't make any of these. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't check for Will Bruin, so I know he's he's got some longevity. Quincy Ameriqua, of course, was on here a lot, but I didn't I didn't add up his numbers. I probably should have with his great support. I'll I do mean, that. I'll do that yeah. off screen. I, I really want to do kind of a MLS fantasy insider eleven of just the guys we're either always talking about that we shouldn't be, or just the ones that we always kind of gravitate towards. Just Possibly. because it's, it's our list of 11 guys that we love, even if we probably shouldn't. Like, Mullins makes that list for sure. Madranda's there. Guys that don't get the credit on the field or with the stats. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening. And uh, if you have an idea of just some fun stuff you want us to talk about, send it to us. Soccer, not soccer, anything. Uh, we're just here to have fun as things are starting to open back up and just to help keep everybody's mental health up. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening tonight. And... Good luck.